Hey, brothers and sisters, uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a pleasure to be here as we gather in his name. Under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit speaks, um, he allows us to draw more into Christ so we may know him and follow him. For me, the most important thing that challenged me as a believer, uh, I've been just over eight years in the Lord, and nothing's changed with me. I, I have a deep regret um, for the church today. Uh, why? Is because if I was to ask a believer today, um, what's your regret? Um, unfortunately, there'll be more negative results than positive results. I really believe so many Christians today, they speak more about their failures and their weaknesses and their disobedience and, and the lack of faith, whether they compromise or whether they don't give enough time to God. I feel that this... <clears throat> this statement hurts God the most. And I want you to bear with me uh, for every person that's listening. To be honest, I care about your spiritual status more than your physical. Your spiritual status means the most to me. Imagine gaining the whole world and, and, and forfeiting your soul. I really believe that a person's living but is dead. For me, the most important thing for a believer is that you're spiritually, spiritually alive with God. I've heard so many people, they compromise. <clears throat> they compromise so much in the word of God. And they speak so much out of the natural or the fleshly, and they never get to witness God. You know what hurts me the most? And, and, and I'll say it how it is. That many believers don't get to hear God. My sheep, they hear my voice and they follow me. And I give them eternal life. God speaks. But to prepare yourself for God speak, I feel like a lot of people uh, lack understanding in this area. God gave me instruction in how to prepare you to hear God. This is the most important thing for your life, that you hear the Lord yourself. Do we agree with that? Yes, no? Every believer, if you don't hear the Lord for yourself, you cannot follow him. 
my best experiences um, in the eight years that I've been with the Lord um, is hearing him. I can't tell you uh, like the joy that I have because I hear the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, it's better I leave. I'll send you the promise of my Father, the Holy Spirit. He will guide you into all truths and teach you everything about what Jesus said. So many believers, and, and hear me out, please. So many believers, they don't prepare the grounds of their heart so they can hear God. Does God speak for the sake of it? What do you want to hear from God? So you begin to think, do I really want to hear from God? And, and what's he going to say to me? Am I in safe hands? If he calls me to something that is written before the foundation of the universe, am I in safe hands? What has he written for my life? You know, God's written your book before the foundation of the universe. He's written your life of what he's called you to walk in. Does everyone reach that destination? No. Many are called, but a few are chosen. Not many people reach that destination. And that saddens me the most. This ministry that God's given me by his grace will be a ministry that is led fully by the Holy Spirit. Have I had a bad experience with the Lord? Have I been a person that compromises my walk with God? Have I been a person that leans towards the flesh? Have I been a person that rebels? Have I been a person who's departed from the Lord? My journey with the Lord is the most important thing in my life. Your relationship with the Lord Jesus must be authentic. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He wants your relationship with him to be authentic. So if you're all over the place, struggling to pray, struggling to feed on his word, struggling to worship, unfortunately, that's a relationship that's not authentic. So when I begin to understand that for my life, so many things changed.
So I was so challenged. In the beginning of my journey, I was so challenged and frustrated because I wanted to be guided by the Lord. And something about me that I want you to understand, I wasn't birthed in religion or church or any type of denomination. God spoke to me in my room. And then he gave me instructions to do what I'm doing. It's all through divine appointment with the Lord. There is nothing greater, nothing more satisfying than hearing from the Holy Spirit. And I, and I like to say this how it is. What fuels me, what fuels me is God, is his voice. And at times, you know, I've, I've gotten in the way, maybe trying too hard or trying to force it. But I learned very quickly that this is not how I'm meant to approach God. I've faced many challenges emotionally, mentally, you know, things that I've built in my mind of how I think God's going to operate. There were so many challenges. But God taught me so quickly how it can change. You know, the greatest question <laughs> you're going to ask yourself today, why aren't you hearing from God? Why aren't you hearing God speak to you? You know, God, he has a word for you every day. Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's not the Bible. That's not the Logos. That's Rhema. That's inspired by the Holy Spirit. You know that? Did you know that? That God had a rhema word for you every day. It's not something that you read. It's something that's downloaded or poured into your spirit. It gets challenging, yeah, because you begin to see how often do I hear from God. Some, someone shared with me, um, someone was challenged. I like to share these experiences because I, I really believe you can relate to it. Someone came up to me and they said, how do you hear God's voice in, a, in, a, in everyday life? And the Holy Spirit showed me that that person trained up herself so powerfully that when challenges arise or when situations arise, she's learned to locate God's voice. Right? How many people in a time of desperation, in a time of challenges, in a time of trials, you located God's voice? Yes? You know, what's interesting is that Paul said, you know, when I'm weak, then I am strong. You know, weakness is a, is, a, is, a, is a godly grace that's given to you. You know why? It's because God has your time then. He has your time. You know, God gets our attention. I like to say this. 
God gets your attention through pain. Because you really start to look inside. You really start to adjust um, who you are as a person and how much you want to commit to him. You know how many people I meet every week? Um, this saddens me also. You know how many people I meet every week when troubles arise, challenges arise, sicknesses arise, and they, they, cling, to, they cling to me like, like it's an arm that won't let go of me. But when it comes to learning and maturing and growing to be the person who God called you to be, I find it's a big lack in this area. But when we have challenges and trials and situations and circumstances, people cling to me so tightly. And when they get healed and restored from this area, it's like, you know, I've, I've got what I needed. And you know, I don't need you as much anymore. But what about growing? What about maturing? What about understanding who you've called to be? A relationship with Jesus, it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you want to know your relationship is true to God, it means that in every season, nothing changes. Nothing changes. In religion today, church has painted a picture, you know, that you know it's not normal to hear from God. Or they've spoke so much out of limitation and restrictions out of the flesh that you know it's okay not to hear from God. I like to speak this on my behalf. My life has never changed since I met the Lord. I can't tell you how much he's fed, fed me and poured so much into me because I don't want to compromise. I don't want to compromise, especially when things don't um, look the way that I want it to be presented. So, so many people, they have questions. How did you become like this? How did you become like this? Are you, are you just an anointed person that God's given a grace to so you can operate like this? Or was there something that I underwent? Did I undergo something? I did. I did. I hear so many people, they talk today. It's like they, they have too much knowledge. But for me, I hear, the, I hear the one who carries everything. There's no greater feeling, and I share this with you, there's no greater feeling to hear the Lord speak to you. When he speaks to you, he gives you the grace to walk in it. So it's pretty interesting how God led me in this area um, to share this word. 
going to ask you something. I'm coming here today preaching to you. I can block my face. I'm not after fame or I'm not after man's approval. If there's something that I can share with you, how you can hear God's voice. And, and that's my heart. Before God reveals himself to reveals himself through you openly outside in the world, he has to reveal himself behind closed doors to you. God's not shy to operate through my life anymore because I've I've known him behind closed doors. Yes. When I sit with a person, yeah. I know if he's a man of God, it's what he does behind closed doors. This is the most important thing for me. I know you, what you do behind closed doors. Nothing else matters. I'm sharing my heart with you. What I do behind closed doors matters the most. How I spend my day, how I waste my day, how I make the most of my day. It says, you know, in the wisdom of God, teach us to number our days. For me, I wanted to be a person who's true to God. Before I'm true to man, and I paint a picture of how man sees me, I want to be true to God. This is the most important thing for me. What I do behind closed doors is what God's most interested with. Okay. So many people are challenged in this life today is because they haven't learned the secret. Can I share something with you openly? I've been eight years in the Lord, over eight years. I haven't had a bad day. It's hard for people to believe because the, because the way this world is is, is wired, you know, that you're going to have a bad day. You're going you're gonna to struggle. You're going to be challenged. If things are going to come against you, the way that the world wires up your mind, it's so different to how the Holy Spirit allows you to walk. I like to share experience before I start preaching. Who, who likes to hear some yeah, testimonies about experiences? So there's one there's one sensitive place for me as a believer. It's the secret place. 
I've let two people in that secret place with me um, in the last eight years in the secret place where I spend my time with the Lord. And the first experience that I allowed a person to come, I went into a throne, a throne room where there was blood pouring out from the altar. And it overwhelmed me and the person at the same time. And we collapsed in, in, the, in the room. And he started weeping on the side, weeping. Weeping because the blood of Christ was coming over us. I can't tell you, I, I, I felt like a spirit. I didn't feel flesh. And, and I had nothing to say. When you're in the presence of God, you can just worship. I had nothing to say. I was saturated with this love that I've never felt before. And I really believe that I got taken to the mercy seat of God where the blood pours out. And it, our blood came over us. We saw it in the same time. And and it was something so beautiful because spiritually when you pray, you can enter that place boldly. I think today we haven't understood this treasure. <laughs> we haven't understood this treasure. You actually go to where God is seated and Jesus at the right hand. You actually enter this place. And I can't share, you, share with you, the experiences are the greatest things that I hold on today. And the man wept. He, he, he was getting delivered or, you know, God's presence was coming over him. But the man wept and he wept. But for me, it's, it's like, a, it's normal because I haven't left that place. Don't get me wrong, the encounters get more and more powerful. But, I, but I, every day, I don't leave this place. I think, I think God, God is sad because we compromise and we build a wrong picture of how we need to seek God. I think God is saddened how much we operate in the flesh and how much we compromise in the flesh and how much we rebel to the very place that completes you. Please hear my heart. I've been a person in eight years that, that hasn't moved from the place that completes me. And I can tell you now, the flesh will fight, fight against you to prevent you from entering this place. I can say this openly. The flesh will fight against you to the very area that actually completes you. The flesh hates this place the most. So I like to share experiences and I, and I want to share another experience that I had last week, thank God. So I had Anton, um, he's on Zoom. Um, he's a brother in the Lord. 
And thank God he's moved next to my area. Um, he came to my house um, last week and he was sitting with my son. Um, my son keeps hitting him up to play the Nintendo when he comes every time. And I said, Anton, I said, Anton, I'm going upstairs. I'm going to seek the Lord for a bit. Um, you're more than welcome. If you want to come up, you can join me if you like. And um, half an hour into it, um, there was fire in my room, fire of God's presence. And I was just in another world, to be honest. Because when 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 you're lost in God, it's just the atmosphere of God's presence. Everything is there. And and Anton <laughs> Anton he walked into the room um, half an hour later, and I was just in the spirit praying in tongues, giving gratitude and thankfulness to the Lord. I like to share these experiences because I believe it gives you hope to enter the same place. And the moment Anton walked into the room, um, he, he started to weep. And 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 I look. I looked um, at Anton and the Holy Spirit said to me, I've allowed him to come into this place with you. And I said, can you please sit on the bed? And he's weeping. He can't even lift his head up. And I'm in tongues and I'm praying and worshipping the Lord. And um, and my tongue normally doesn't change. Like the way that I tell you the story, it is like this, like nothing added. My tongue doesn't change, but my tongue changed in that moment when Anton was on the bed. And I started to utter words that, I, that they weren't even words. It was just a, it was just an utterance of the spirit. And Anton's, Head is like down, he's weeping, and the presence of God is so heavy on him, like a massive weight of God's presence. And um he heard he heard the interpretation of tongues three times, but I didn't speak English. I was just uttering what God was coming through my spirit. And after we finished, he 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 came up to me and, and he said to me. I can't tell you what happened to me. And I said, share it, please. And he said to me, I heard you when you were uttering the different tongue. I heard you three times saying something in English. And I said, tell me, please. And he said, I kept hearing return to your first love. The Holy Spirit was speaking to him for him to return to his first love. Because it's in this place that the love of God is poured into your heart. It's in this place that God makes himself known to you. 
And he never felt God's presence like he did. But God allowed him to be there. And, and what I said to him, I said to him, you know, the greatest reward, the greatest reward is Jesus himself comes in the room with you. There's no other reward that I want but to have him in the room with me while I'm worshipping him. Nothing. Nothing. That's your reward. Jesus' face shining on you. If you have any regrets today for all the people here, if you've made decisions in the past that are wrong, it's okay. Don't hold on to them. Let them go. I talk to people now that are carrying this. Let it go. If you feel like you failed God and you failed yourself, and if you feel like you know, um, you're in a place of discouragement and you're in a place of brokenness and you're in a place of defeat and failure, let it go. Don't hold on to this anymore. This is the tactic of the enemy. Let it go. I said to him, the greatest reward is Jesus himself coming. And he did come because the presence was so glorious that we can't even stand. Did I start like this? No. I was challenged in many ways to, to prevent me from entering this place. But I don't compromise anymore. I don't get fed by how I preach to you. I don't get fed by how I go and minister. I see demons come out of people every week, healings, manifestations, word of knowledge. That doesn't feed me. What feeds me is this place. You know, the presence of God, it began in Genesis and it ended in Revelation. God wanted to be in the secret place with you. From Genesis, started with the presence, Revelation ended with the presence. The most important thing for a believer is to learn this place. Yes? Three times, return to your first love. Isn't that beautiful? Doesn't that make you want to run to that place and begin to worship him? Every day, I tell you the truth. Make time for this. Because God himself in Christ Jesus comes to worship with you. And he blesses you with his presence. It's the most beautiful thing that you can ever strive for as a believer. Don't try to work out God by how you read the Bible. Worship him 
and he allows you to know him. Worship him. I don't hide behind knowledge or my intellect or how much I know. I hide in his presence. He gives me what I need to hear. I don't force his hand anymore. So many believers, they always speak in regret. I know what I need to do, but I just can't do it. Believe me, you'll stay there for the rest of your life. Don't be that person that compromises with the presence. Amen. So are you meant to hear God's voice? Are you meant to hear his voice? Yes. Yes, you are. How does it appear? Uh, or how do you prepare yourself for it? I will explain today. So I'll start my Bible studies now. <laughs> you know the people that complain that I'm preaching too long? Uh, I feel sorry for you. I wish I had someone telling me how to encounter God and to be in his presence. I wish I had a person telling me this. I wish. So let's go. I'll share what the Holy Spirit wanted me to share today. Let's go to First Kings. It's interesting how um, how the Lord allowed me to get into this place. First Kings chapter three, verse seven to fourteen. When God is pleased about something, you pay extra attention in the Bible. Okay? When you hear that he pleased the Lord, all eyes on that scripture. What are you trying to tell me, Lord? So 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 7 to 14. Now let's read it. I'm reading from, I think it's the New King James Version. <clears throat> but but if I haven't labeled this scripture, but if it's the, another version, just please write it in the commentary, please. It says, Now, O Lord, my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father David. But I am a little child. I do not know how to go or come in. Now, you remember I preached about a series about a babe, remember? Little child, children, remember? Nothing in the Bible, it's there by accident. He's showing you the level of where he is in his faith. 
Yes, you're always me. Okay. But I am a little child. I do not know how to go or come in. <laughs> go and come in where? Let's keep going. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. Now here, there's a great picture. There's a great picture of where this man is. This man is kingdom-minded. He has a mindset to, to seek and save the lost. He has a mindset that he's working in the kingdom of God. Are you with me? Okay, you with me? Something that I share with you is so many people are going through struggles and challenges um, in areas of their life, and it's got nothing to do with the kingdom. It's more to do with walking in the flesh, walking in rebellion, walking in disobedience. It's nothing to do with the kingdom. Most of your persecutions coming from the enemy. Most of your persecution or sorrowful is coming from the world. It's got nothing to do with God. So don't make it about God when it's got nothing to do with God. So many people are not even planted in the kingdom and they are going through struggles where it's from the flesh, it's from the world. You get me? Don't, don't hide it behind God. Okay, so let's keep going. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. Therefore, give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people. Now Solomon's asking for understanding from the Lord that he can lead and judge the people. Lead them to God. Okay? Then it says here that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? This speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Now pay attention here. Then God said to him, because you have asked these things and have not asked for long life for yourself, nor asked riches for yourself, nor have asked for the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding and to discern justice, behold, I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart, so that there has been anyone, so there has not been anyone like you before you. This is very powerful, and I'll, I'll begin to explain. Nor shall any like you arise after you, and I have given you what you have, and I have given you what you have not asked. Now look here, because he didn't ask for all those things, he said, now I'm going to give you what you didn't ask, both riches and honor, so that there shall be anyone like you among all the kings all your days. So if you walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. Amen. 
Let me, let, me, let me put it this way. Look at this here. Anyways, I'll just, I'll preach the, the, the treasure that God gave me here. Um, Solomon asked for an understanding heart. Yes? You with me? In the Hebrew, understanding defines as the Strong's 8085 for the people that are following me through the Esau. Hebrew 8085. You know what the word defines as? This is so powerful because it will change your life. The word is Samma. Samma. Meaning, give me a heart to hear. In other words, give me a hearing heart to hear you. You with me, everyone? How does the sound for the New Testament, the Holy Spirit that's inside of us? The hearing heart now is the Holy Spirit. But he asked here for a hearing heart. Now the Holy Spirit um, took me in such a powerful way. And he said to me, I want you to pay attention now. So when I looked up the Esau, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. When I looked through the Esau, and he said to me here, there is five components that brings the voice of God into your life. And it's all there from the Esau. You ready? It shows you here that a hearing heart consists of five components in your spiritual life. And you can be walking and, and not operating in these, meaning the voice would not come. Put it this way. Does God speak for the sake of speaking? No, it's a preparation. When you read the New Testament, you start to see that they were all taken through the wilderness experience to be trained, to be disciplined, um, to be refined. And then God spoke to them and sent them back. Now, look at this here. He says, give me a hearing heart to hear you. Now, look at this here. The first key of having a hearing heart is a heart of obedience. This is from the Esau. Whoever is looking at the Strong's H0, uh, H8085. The first key is a heart of obedience. You ready? The second key is a heart of discernment. The third key a heart to walk carefully with the Lord. The fourth key, a heart to listen. The fifth key, and probably the most major key, is a heart to be content. Now picture this here. Solomon, he had contentment. You know why? Because he didn't ask for anything else but to hear him. Are you with me? It says here, 
and I have given you what you have not asked. What did Solomon have? Seek the kingdom of God first and his righteousness. Everything else will be added to you. He went after the kingdom. To have a heart to be content, it's no longer you that is praying for things that you need. Rather, it's a heart to hear him, to see what he needs from you. And look at this. He didn't even have to ask for anything else. God gave it to him. Meaning you don't have to have a slave mentality to keep on begging for things. Rather have a mentality that enters into the kingdom. Everything else is given. This is something that changed my life when I started the walk with the Lord. I don't go into that place asking him for the things that I need or the things that I'm lacking. You know what I've done? I've been a person that went after his kingdom. Give me a heart to judge your people. Let me hear your voice so I can help your people. Hey, with me. Why the voice is not coming to you is because your mindset and your direction towards God is wrong. Now, this may hurt. This may challenge you. But I'm telling you the truth. Telling you the truth. Your heart and your mindset and your approach towards God is wrong. If you're not hearing God's voice, it's because some way down the line, you've allowed the flesh to control your prayer life, fear and insecurity, pride, whatever it is. There's many things. But here is a picture of Solomon going after the kingdom, going after his people, God's people, and having a heart where he's content. Picture this. When you have a heart that is content, your natural prayer life will be silenced. You'll be a person that only wants to hear what the Spirit has to say. Only. Solomon was most interested with hearing his voice. That's who I am today. If I can if I can say it how it is, I've never been a person to approach God like this. I've been a person who worships him, a person who seeks his face, a person who gives gratitude, and when he speaks, he speaks. Now, interesting, yeah? Because you have not asked these things and have not asked for long life for yourself, nor asked for riches, nor asked for life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice. 
So someone may say, okay, so when you go to seek God and pray to him, what do you want to hear for me to operate in his kingdom and to obey the will that he has for me? That's where selfish selfishness is gone. Self-centeredness is gone. That's where you die. That's where you die. That's when you know that you're not in control anymore. Are we getting it? So if you're not hearing his voice, unfortunately, you can begin to see which area I'm lacking. You're probably lacking in all of them. A heart of obedience. A heart of discernment. A heart to walk carefully with the Lord. What I mean, the Holy Spirit is so sensitive. And you can grieve the Holy Spirit that's inside of you. The moment you take your eyes off God's word, yes, I'm speaking to you all. The moment you take your eyes off God's word, you quench the Holy Spirit in you. You hurt him. You offended him. If God doesn't say it, you don't walk in it. That's how I treat God. The one who knows the beginning to the end. If God doesn't speak to me, I do not operate in it. Look at this pandemic, what all the people done. Their livelihood is at risk. Their job is at risk. Everything is at risk. They gave in to the enemy. Don't mean to condemn anyone, but I tell you the truth. The Holy Spirit doesn't speak to these types of people unless there is repentance and unless there's an understanding that you made the wrong decision. And don't get me wrong, it's not only about this vaccine or this pandemic. It can be about many things. I treat the Holy Spirit so precious. Why? Because he's with me. God, the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead, it's living inside of me. He knows everything. So I've never forced his hand. I've never been a person who rushes. I've never been a person who, out of intimidation or control or fear, I've made the wrong decisions. I wish not to treat God like this. God loves those who wait on him. So look at this here. Solomon asked for a hearing heart to operate in his kingdom and to guide his people. And God said, everything else I'll give you because your heart is right for me. Now, let's look at the first key, a heart of obedience. How, how does that sound for us? What does it mean to have a heart of obedience towards God? The only one in this page, want to have a go at this. If, if you wanted to have a hearing heart and the first key is a heart of obedience, what would, in one word, what would be the most important thing for your life? And I'll give this time, just one word.
uh, Aram said the fear of the Lord. Okay. Humility. Prayer. Prayer. Okay. Trust. That's good. Okay. So can I can I can I say something? That's good. The secret place. Amen. That's what I'm after. But they're all right too, the other ones. But can I share something with you? You know your prayer life? You know the moment you change your prayer life? Lord, let me hear you. You know, you remember. You remember all those times I told you that God silenced me? Remember how I kept saying it? That when I started to enter his presence, God silenced me? You remember that, everyone? That I had nothing in the natural to say regarding the things that I need, regarding the things that I need God to do? You remember? You know the moment that God silenced me was the moment that I started to hear him. You have to hear this. So every single day, I was spending multiple hours in his presence, multiple hours in his presence, waiting on him, praying in the spirit, worshipping him, and I started to hear in my spirit what God wanted to show me. I started to hear the teaching that he wants me to operate in. I started to hear things about my heart. I started to hear things about what's going to happen. Imagine you going to God every single time. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. I don't want to treat God like this. Even though I had fear raging out of me, depression, anxiety, lack, so many things. Give me, give me, give me, give me. <laughs> it's, that's not relationship. That's a slave mentality. That's a servant. I wanted to have a heart. Opens my heart. I worship you, Father. I love you, Father. You know, for those three years that I sat in that room for hours worshiping him, you know what I was saying to him? Can I be honest with you? There was one thing that mattered the most to me. You know what it was? Lord Jesus, let my, let my worship be true to you. Let my worship be true to you. I wanted to know that I'm not coming to God for the wrong reasons. Or I'm not coming to God to use him. I'm coming to God to worship him and love him. For years and years, I was saying this, Lord Jesus, let my heart and my worship be true to you. And you know, when I was saying this, waves of God's presence was coming. You know why? Because even though my heart wasn't right in areas of my journey, I wanted God to make it right. So the doorway of hearing God's voice, a heart of obedience, a heart of discernment, a heart to walk carefully with the Lord, a heart to listen, 
heart to be content. That's what prepares you to hear his voice. Are you with me now? This is what prepares you to hear. So let's see where it all begins. Let's go to Psalms 27, verse 1 to 14. Now, this is a treasure for you because you're beginning to see why I can't hear God's voice. Now, the first key is the heart of obedience. Obedience to what? I'm going to read it and the scripture is going to answer it for you. The most important thing for your journey is what the psalmist says here. Ready? This is from the Amplified Version for the people um, that want to read with me. It says here, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the refuge and fortress of my life. Whom shall I dread? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and enemies, they stumbled and fell. Though an army encamps against me, my heart will not fear. Now, these are all promises leading to something. I want you to pay attention how they how the psalmist writes and how they write in the New Testament. These are all blessings that's leading to something. It's leading you to the key that allows you to be kept safe. Now, look what he says here. Though an army encamps against me, my heart will not fear. Though war rise against me, even in this I am confident. Now look what it says here. One thing, one thing, one thing I have asked for the Lord, and that I will seek. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord in his presence. All the days of my life. To gaze upon the beauty, the delightful lovingness and majestic grandeur of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will hide me in his shelter. In the secret place of his tent, he will hide me. He will lift me upon a rock. And now my head will be lifted above my enemies around me. In his tent, I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Now all these blessings leads to one thing. Hear me out. If you're going to walk with me and walk in the ministry that the Lord's given us, this is your foundation. It doesn't bother me what you feel. Whether you're on the mountaintop or you're in the valley, if God's telling you that all the promises is because of one thing in your life, because of the presence that you may gaze upon his beauty all the days of your life, 
All the blessings are manifested in his presence. Why? Because your worship is true to him there. If you want to learn to prepare yourself and to and to and to have a relationship with the Lord, the presence is the foundation of your life. The presence. If God says he's going to speak, then he will speak. But I learned something very quickly. Am I coming to God telling him what I need? Or am I coming to God to hear him? God knows my difficulties. He knows my troubles. He knows my challenges. He knows what I'm going through. Every season is different. But if I can worship God, he will look after it. He knows what I need. So I, I was a person who stopped asking, who stopped ordering, ordering God around, and Maha began to worship him openly. I'm, I'm going to keep going. So... Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, be gracious and compassionate to me, answer me. When you said, seek my face, now this is God speaking. When you said, seek my face in prayer, require my presence as your greatest need. Are we listening, people? Please listen carefully, because I'm teaching you how to enter this place to hear from God. When you said, seek my face, God telling him in prayer, require my presence as your greatest need. What's the greatest need? Is it to seek and save the last? Is to operate in the kingdom? Is to go out and bring the good news to everyone? The first key is the presence. The first foundational key for a believer is the presence of God. The secret place, you and him alone. You know, so many people call me every week. I want you to come to my house. I love when I'm around you. Imagine when you're around God. I have a little portion of him living in me. Imagine when you're around he himself. I've opened a little bit of my heart for his presence. Imagine he himself. When you said, seek my face in prayer, require my presence as your greatest need. My heart said to you, your face, O Lord, I will seek continually. Uh, your face, O Lord, I will seek on the authority of your word. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not abandon me nor leave me, O God of my salvation. Although my father and my mother have abandoned me, yet the Lord will take me up, adopt me as his child. Hallelujah. 
Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies who lie in wait. Now, isn't that interesting? Look at all the blessings that the presence is producing. Read it all, slowly by yourself. All the benefits and the blessings leads to one thing, the presence of the Lord. You and him intimately spending time alone. Do not give me up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have come against me. They breathe out violence. I would have despaired had I not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait, wait for and confidently ex accept, expect the Lord. Now look what it says here. Wait for and confidently expect the Lord. Wait where? Wait in his presence. So many people wait, doing nothing. And they said, why is my life a mess? Why I can't hear from God? Their Bible is closed. Their worship is closed. Gratitude is closed. Thankfulness is closed. Praying in the spirit is closed. Fasting is closed. And they think nothing's happening. Wait in the presence. Continue to cooperate and to worship him, and he will speak. Some people wait disobediently. Some people wait in sin. Some people wait in rebellion. Some people wait and don't even pray. You know how many people I, I, I've been uh, correcting and helping the last two weeks? Some people have stopped praying. And that's a relationship that's authentic with God. It says, wait for and confidently expect the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for and confidently expect the Lord. Now let's go to Psalms. Let's go to Psalms 84, verse 1 to 12. Psalms 84, verse 1 to 12, the amplified version. Again. Now, the first foundation as a believer, there has to be discipline. If you're not going to discipline yourself every day to spend time in his presence, it doesn't matter what you feel. It's what God has said. If you're not going to discipline yourself in his presence, then you will not be able to hear his voice. And you need to know this. Imagine God speaking to you about the will of God in your life and you can't even digest it. Imagine you hearing the word of hearing the will of God for your life and, and you haven't even prepared your, the soil of your heart. You're still attached in the emotional realm. You're still attached in the mental realm. You're still attached in the world. Imagine you're trying to force God's voice to speak and you're not even mature yet to actually walk in God's promise. So it's a process that you have to go through. And the presence of God prepares you for the process. It prepares you. So Psalms 84 verse 1 to 12, it says, How lovely are your dwelling places, O Lord of hosts! 
my soul, my life, my inner self longs for and greatly desires the courts of the Lord. Now for me, for me, the most important place is to be in the presence. It says here, my soul, my life, my inner self longs for and greatly desires the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. The bird has found a house and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young, even your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed and greatly favoured are those who dwell in your house and your presence. In whose hearts are the highways to Zion. Passing through the valley of weeping, Baca, they make it to a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with blessings. So when you're in the presence, he turns everything that the enemy assigned against you, whether emotional, whether mental, in every way, he turns those tears of defeat and sorrowful into tears of joy. Why? Because in his presence, healing is given to you. You don't know what's inside of you until you spend time in his presence. I can't tell you the experiences that I had with God in this place. Overwhelming experiences. They go, Lord says here, they go from strength to strength. Increasing in victorious power, each of them appears before God in Zion. Where is your strength received? In the presence. Strength upon strength. It's in the presence. O Lord of, of God, a host, hear my prayers. Listen, O God of Jacob. See our shield, O God, and look at the face of the anointed, the king of your, as your representative. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. I would rather stand as a doorkeeper at the threshold of the house of my God than to live at ease in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows grace and favor and honor. Look at the blessings of his presence. There's no other way out. This is the place where God sees that your relationship with him is authentic. And this is where he pours out all the treasures of the Holy Spirit in your life. It says, oh Lord, it says, no good, look at this now, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. No good thing. Oh Lord of hosts, how blessed and greatly favored is the man who trusts in you, believing in you, relying on you, and committing himself to you with confident hope and expectation. 
Now, if, if I was to ask you a question today, what's the greatest place you strive for? It, it has to change to the presence. Because if you can learn this place, yeah, you'll be kept safe. Everything will go well with you. And it's the truth. If you've been a person who hasn't been praying, and hasn't been focusing in the presence or left that place, or you've heard a lie, you've tasted defeat, you've tasted failure, it's okay. Start again. Don't go in this cycle where you're just fighting yourself and the enemy is winning that battle over you. Start again. But just learn from today. Don't compromise. Each day as it comes, work with this place. The flesh will probably say, how am I going to do this every single day? Forget about this. Every day, focus on that day. Each day has its own struggles of its own. Don't worry about how you're going to seek God for the next day. Work in this day. Okay? Your life will change. God says it. Let every man be a liar, but God be true. If God says it, it's going to come. Whether you feel emotionally, mentally, like nothing is happening, whether you've tried it before and you've had a bad experience, whether you've had a challenging experience and, and for some people it's boring, God says he's going to come to you in this place and all the benefits are in this place. Now, focus in this area. God doesn't rush you into something. He doesn't force you into something. This is the place he invites you. When you know you're in the flesh and it's a burden to go to the presence, you know it's the flesh. You know you're operating in the flesh. If you, if you can't live without the presence, you know you're in a good place in the spirit. This is how I started to see if I love the presence like it's the, it's the only thing that matters to my life. So when I went into the presence, I told the Lord, Lord Jesus, I don't feel like this is the most important place to me. Make it important. Let me, by the Holy Spirit, feel that this is the most important place for me to be. I told God what I was saying. I didn't hide it in my heart out of being shamed or guilty. I told him what I'm feeling. I want this place to be the greatest place of my life. And every day I kept saying, let my worship be true to you. And I worshipped him. And day by day, layer upon layer, scale upon scale, God's presence started to come. It's the most beautiful place and the only place that a believer begins to mature. The presence is the gateway to everything else. If you don't get the presence right, you will not hear from God. How can you walk? That's why so many people rely on churches, rely on people and they never get nourished and fed by the Lord himself. Don't get me wrong. We are a body, yes. But every believer needs to hear from the Lord himself.
And that's the truth. I don't know if I should keep going. There's so much more. <laughs> so much. Okay, number one. Number one. Let's go. When people, this is what saddens me, when people tell me I struggle to get in the presence, I struggle to spend time with the Lord. When I hear people saying that, do you actually know what you're saying? Do you actually know what you're saying? When you say I'm struggling to spend time with, in the presence of the Lord, this is what is withheld from your life. Ready? When you say I'm lacking to be in the presence of God, all the benefits that I'm going to read for you out today is withheld from your life spiritually. Ready? The first key. In the presence, there is direction and there is joy. Psalm 16, verse 11. New King James Version. I'm going to read them out quick and, and so I can get through it. So in God's presence, there is direction and joy. Okay. So if a person's telling me they're lacking time in God's presence, they are going to lack direction and they are going to lack joy. You with me? Psalm 16, 11. You will show me the path of life in your presence. Now, please listen. You will show me the path of life in your presence is the fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Now, the second one. When you say that I'm struggling to enter into God's presence every day, I don't think anyone will compromise after this message. As long as you're in a battle, to discipline yourself in this area, you're in the right place. But if you altogether are going to struggle and prevent yourself from entering this place, these are all the benefits that's withheld from your life. The first one, you lack direction. You lack joy. Can you see? It's all given in the presence. The second one, in the presence we find peace. Exodus 33, 14. And he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Now, a person who is not resting is lacking the presence. It's simple as that. Let's go to the next one. This is a big one. In his presence, we receive protection. And we remain under the shadow of the Almighty. Psalms 91 verse 1, the Amplified Version. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will remain secure. 
and rest in the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no enemy can withstand. The devil can't stand when you're in the presence. He cannot dismantle you or attack you. Now, isn't that a great blessing? That when you're in the presence of God, no power of the enemy can withstand. Now, let's go to the next one. Number four. In his presence, we find the Lord and receive his strength. Now, this is the benefits only for the presence. Only. In his presence, we find the Lord and receive his strength. Look what it says here. Psalms 105, verse 4 in the New King James Version. Seek the Lord. That word, that word in the Hebrew is search for the Lord. Or seek the Lord or search for the Lord. And his strength, seek his face evermore. So as you're searching for the Lord in his presence, Strength is being given to you. Number five. In his presence, we receive help during troubled times. Why so many people give up and so many people fall away is because they leave the presence in troubled times. They become weak, fatigued, weary. Burdened, defeated, failed. Why? Because they're trying to fight the devil who is spiritual with the physical. Spiritual fights spiritual. Are you with me now? In his presence, we receive help during troubled times. Psalms 46, verse 1, New King James Version. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Now, this is a big one here. I find that in the presence, this one probably is most important for me, this scripture that I'm going to speak here. Are you ready? Okay. Number six, in his presence, we are changed, refined, transformed, our fallen nature and character, our rebellious nature and sinful nature are dealt with in his presence. Did everyone get that? In his presence, we are changed, purged, refined, transformed, our fallen nature and character, our rebellious and sinful nature are dealt with in his presence. So you know what happens when you avoid his presence? You're avoiding the Holy Spirit working on those areas. Does that make sense to everyone? Hello? Is anyone awake today? So the momentum of the Spirit stops, it comes to a standstill, and, and God is not able to work on those areas because the presence was designed 
to work and to and to heal and to restore those areas. You with me? Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse sixteen to twenty, amplified version. I want to read it to you. This is so important, this part here. This part here. Dealing with pride, dealing with ego, dealing with bitterness, resentment, dealing with emotional pain, emotional trauma, fallen character, is the most important thing that does not allow you to be fruitful for the Lord. If there's anything that will destroy you, is your character. Always being frustrated, always being bitter, always being angry, always being frustrated, always being confused. All these areas is dealt with in the presence. You know why? God speaks deeper. He speaks to the roots of the problem. Are you with me? He speaks deeper. No one can speak like he speaks when he identifies the things that allowed you to stay in this area. No one can. If I share testimonies of what the Holy Spirit said to me in the beginning about why I've been a person for this long, he went to the root of the problem, allowed me to see the root of the problem, and I repented and I took it to the Lord. And I received healing in this place. You know, to receive healing from something that you've walked with all your life, it doesn't come anymore. You don't fight against it anymore. Jesus healed you from it. That's the cross. That is the cross. So if you're still walking in these characteristics, the truth is that you haven't been healed from them. So the Holy Spirit, he brought them to my attention. Then I went to the finished work of the cross, to the mercy seat of God in Christ Jesus. And I asked, I repented from these, and I turned away from these. I identified that this is not from God. And there was many things, to be honest. Many things. But in the presence, the magnifying glass Can you see the problem, sir? I can, Lord. <laughs> I can see it now. In the presence, there's so much fire. There's so much light. It can't hide. Can't. This is the most important in the presence, especially in the beginning of your journey. Because this dictates how far you go with the Lord. You with me? This makes you or breaks you. To be the hands and feet and to be a fruitful person for the Lord. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 to 20. But whenever a person 
turns in repentance and faith to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. An occupation from bondage, true freedom. There, and we all, with unveiled face, continually seeing as in a mirror of the glory of the Lord, are progressively, listen to this, progressively being transformed into his image from one degree of glory to even more glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So as you spend time in his presence, what's happening? Progressively, you're gaining momentum. Because if God was to come and show you what's inside of you now, you can't stand. If he was to show you how much you love the world and how much how self-centered you are and how fleshly you are and how rebellious you are, you can't stand. You can't. It's impossible. Because when God's hand came upon me recently in the last months, if I was to go through that in the beginning of my journey, I wouldn't be walking anymore. So as I so as I spend time in his presence, layer upon layer, progressively, he dealt with the soil first. He dealt with the soil, which is so easy. It fell off me right away. Then he dealt with the clay. Then he dealt with the shale. Then he dealt with the rock of my heart. But it was multi-layered. And progressively, as I was spending in the time in the presence, not compromising, progressively, God's hand was coming. Progressively. So in the beginning of your spiritual walk with the Lord, if you don't stabilize yourself in this place, you cannot grow. You cannot mature. The voice will not come. I don't care what anyone says. The voice will not come. The continuous voice of God directing you, it will not come. You'll be, leading, you'll be leaning so much on the word of God rather than the voice of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, as spiritual babes grow in the word. You know, the word of God is for the spiritual babes. This will shock you as a believer. You know the Logos word is for the babes. God gets you to a pattern and a foundation to show you how he operates, how he touches people. Then he gets you to the level of the spirit. That's for your life personally. The spiritual babes grow in the word. And then you have a foundation and the principles of God's word, which are important. But then you're handed to a higher authority. Holy Spirit, go here. Tell this person this. You're not going to read about that in the Bible. Go and build a shelter in your backyard and I'll show my face to you. You're not going to read that in the Bible. That's how God spoke to me. You're not going to read that in the Bible. You're going to have an understanding, a picture of how God 
touch the people, but when the Holy Spirit comes, he speaks for your personal life. Are you with me? Things that are deeply rooted in your heart, the, you can't read about how you're going to deal with them. The Holy Spirit pinpoints them. The Spirit searches all things. Okay, that was a big one. The word is for the babe. Prepares himself for something greater, the Holy Spirit. And don't get me wrong, they go hand in hand. Don't get me wrong. No one here, please try to twist my words. They go hand in hand. You start with the Logos, then you mature to the Rhema. But if you can't be obedient when God tells you in the Logos to spend time in his presence, how are you going to hear him speak? If you can't be obedient with the natural word of God, how can you be trusted with the spiritual things? I'm challenging you now. Okay. The fire... Now let's go to number seven. Number seven. The fire and power of his presence melts away every mountain, every obstacle and hindrance before us and every demonic and satanic plan that the devil has over our lives. Now, how do you like that one? In the fire and power of his presence melts away every mountain, every obstacle and hindrance before us and every demonic and satanic plan that the devil has planned over our lives spiritually. Now, how do you like that one? So when you are, when you are on fire in God's presence every day, the enemy bows, puts the arrow Shoots you, it cannot penetrate you. It, it cannot. Why? Because the fire of God's presence is upon you. So if you don't pray in the spirit, that presence will not be there. If you're lacking his word every day, that presence is not going to be there. If you're not praying in the spirit every day, that protection is not going to be there. Your mind will get attacked. Your heart will get attacked. You'll be open to sinful desires, things from the old. You've got to understand your foundation. All these blessings and benefits are from the presence. How can anyone compromise this anymore? People spend hours in the Word. They can't spend moments in His presence. The presence is the foundation. I shared with someone before. I spend so much time in the presence. The Holy Spirit tells me what to teach. Tells me what to preach. I used to see hours in the word. Less the time with the Holy Spirit. Now I spend more time with the Holy Spirit. Less the times in the word. Because he tells me what I need to hear. He tells me what I need to preach. Are you getting it? Remember, the Holy Spirit is inside of us. 
He's not coming from the outside. He's already inside. In you. God. In you. And you're trying to work out things in the natural? <laughs> it's true. I've experienced it for myself. And it keeps on going. I've seen myself step out of the presence moments in my life where I went through challenges, when things were so overwhelming, I'm telling you, it's not a pleasant place. Okay, so let's go to the fire and power of his presence, melt away every mountain, etc. Psalms, Psalms 97. Psalms 97 verse 1 to 5, uh, sorry, 1 to 6 in the Amplified Version. Psalms 97, verse 1 to 6 in the Amplified Version. Ready? The Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let the many islands and coastlands be glad. Cloud and thick darkness surround him as at Sinai. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire goes before him and burns up his adversary on all sides. His lightning have illuminated the world. The earth has seen and trembled. The mountains melted like wax at the presence of the Lord. At the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. The heavens declare his righteousness and all the people see his glory and brilliance. Amen. You see that? Fire goes before him and burns up his adversaries on all sides. The devil, the devil hates the Christian. He hates the believer, especially in the spiritual. And when you're in the presence of God, he cannot penetrate. You can be free from him. He'll be so far away from you when you're walking in that glory of his presence. Believe me, we've given too much attention to the devil. Now you see that every mountain of problem Trials and difficulties and challenges, they melt in the presence. Nothing can stand in his presence because his presence looks after that place. Remember, it's not by flesh. Sorry, it's not by might. It's not by strength. It's by his spirit. You remember? And how is the spirit activated in your life? When you're in the presence, praying in the spirit. Walking in the spirit. Now, this is all the benefits of his presence. Now, it may seem like every challenge and every trial and all the things that you're lacking now in your life is because you're lacking the presence. It's true. It's true. If I was to ask you today, how do you spend your time in God's presence? Well, Wow. Number eight, and the last one. In his presence, 
all spiritual knowledge is poured out into you and any offensive way is brought to the light. Psalms 139, verse 1 to 24. Now, you, now I think you can read this in your own time. I want to finish off with one scripture. But Psalms 139, verse 1 to 24. In his presence, all spiritual knowledge is poured out into you, and any offensive way is brought to the light. Isn't that amazing? That in his presence, all the spiritual knowledge of God is given to you in your spirit. Yes? Now you, it's going to change how you spend time with God. It's going to change. Some people open the Bible and say, wherever it lands, oh, this is what God's saying to me. Now, forget about this. Forget about this. Or some people say, you know, I'm going to spend time with God. Let's open the Bible. Believe me, there's something better. When you spend time with God, he speaks to you what you need to hear. Believe me. Okay. Lucky last scripture. And this will answer a lot of your questions today. While you're struggling, let's go to Psalms. Let's go to Psalms 42. Psalms chapter 42. I'm going to read the whole Psalms and I'm going to finish off with this. Okay. It's interesting that people in the Bible went through struggles themselves. So if you feel challenged today and you feel like um, you haven't been faithful in this area, can I be honest with you? Just change. Change today. His mercy is new every morning. Start again. Please don't go into the past. Let it go. Okay. Psalms 42. When you read, when you read the people in the Bible, thank God they went through struggles because that gives us courage so we can keep on going. Amen. Amen. Thank God they went through struggles, yeah? But every week we preach about struggles and we give fuel to them. And we, we, we give it more momentum. Every week people speak about their failures, their weaknesses, their challenges. Hey, is, is that what you're actually meant to do? You can, you can go through struggles. You, can, you made a bad decision in your life. Fair enough. Every single week, people are speaking out of the realm of the flesh, where there's defeat, failure, control, confusion, disobedience. We can't walk, like, we can't walk with God in this area. If you continuously make mistakes, it means you haven't changed. So let's go to Psalms 42, verse 1. This is, from, this is from the New Living Translation. And I'm going to stop here. I had, so, I had some, more, some more to go, but I'll continue it next week. Psalms 42, verse 1 to 11. It says, as the deer longs for the stream of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. When can I go and stand before him? Day and night, I have only tears for food. His tears are his food. 
Now pay attention here because there is a there is a treasure here. Day and night I only have tears for food while my enemies continually taunt me saying, where is the God of yours? My heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. He's saying here how it used to be. I walked among the crowds of worshippers leading a great procession to the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks amid the sound of a great celebration. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Now I am deeply discouraged, but I will remember you. Even from distant Mount Hermon, the source of the Jordan, from the land of Mount Mazar, I hear the tumor of the raging seas. As your waves and surging tides sweep over me, but each day the Lord pours out his unfailing love upon me, and through each night I sing his songs, praying to God who gives me life. O God, my rock, I cry, why have you forgotten me? Why must I wander in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Their taunts break my bones, they scoff, where is this God of yours? Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Now look at this here. There is a treasure here. He left the presence of God. He became discouraged. His heart was broken. His heart was so sad. He lost hope in God. You know why? He left the presence of God. Are you with me? Look what it says here. My heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. How it used to be where I used to go and worship the Lord in his presence. He left the presence of God and all the rest came over his life. Discouragement, hopelessness, lack of joy, a broken heart, a heavy heart discouragement, everything. You know why? Because he left the presence of the Lord. Now, when you leave the presence of the Lord, this is what happens. When you're in the presence of the Lord, you're kept safe. Now, it's amazing how biblical prophets, disciples and apostles went through challenges. But he's shown them why, why this discouragement came, why his heart was so sad, hopelessness, deeply discouraged, and a great regret. You know why? Because he left the presence of the Lord. Now, is this stained in your memory today that as believers work in this area? Give time to worship him. You were created for such a time in this place to worship him, to spend secret time with him. There, God pours out everything into you. Amen. Can you see the benefits of his presence now? Can you see it? Obedience, the first key to a heart of obedience 
is the heart of his presence. That's the first foundational principle to prepare your heart to hear God for your life. Okay, I'm preparing you now. By the grace of God, I'm preparing you now. Preparing you. Yes? Amen? Preparing you now. Does the voice just come? No, it doesn't come. Preparation. Preparation. Amen? So I'm going to leave the rest to next week. Um, thank you for listening so much. Um, it, it's a... It's a beautiful teaching because there's direction. Amen. There's direction for your life. You don't have to stay the way you are anymore. You don't have to be that person anymore. Let it go. Work with something greater. God in your life. I'm telling you, I'll have it no other way. People go from church to church, place to place, house to house, believer to believer. And believe me. You, you, you'll be fixated when you're in the presence. Then we can work together as a body. Amen. Amen. So for all the people that have been listening on Zoom, thank you for being patient. Two hours later, thank God. Thank you for all the people listening on Facebook. If there's one thing that I'm most interested with, it's your, your spiritual life with the Lord. Yes? Spiritual life. Because when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you, believe me, that's when life actually begins. And I'd like to say this openly. Your life begins when you're led by the Spirit. Believe me, you're not in control anymore. It's the most beautiful place you can ever be. And I'm witnessing this. I speak from experience, not from something I read. Don't have regrets. Don't let defeat overwhelm you. Don't let compromise overtake you. Come on, let's let's go in this place. Amen. So, so study this teaching that I gave. The five components of a preparation to hear the voice of the Lord. My sheep hear my voice. Not read my word. They hear my voice and they follow me. When I preached that a long time ago, people attacked me so hard. You know why? What do you mean? If I don't hear his voice, um, um, that means I can't follow him. But you answer the only question. You answer the only question. I don't have to even reply back to your question. If you don't hear his voice, you cannot follow him. You can know of him, but you can't follow him for your personal life. And it's true. So God bless you all. Um, this, the, the vision that God's given me is the fullness of God. I don't have a vision. We want the fullness of God. Everything. Everything. Everything that God's spoken and inspired into our spirits, we will walk in it. And the first key, if you compromise the presence, you will not enter that place. Okay? So God bless you all. Um, just before I get off, um, I'd like to pray pray for a few people in the body that are sick. Um, one of them being Susan, 
the Bible says when two or more agree on something on earth, it'll be done in heaven. She's a beloved sister and we prayed for her on Monday, but we stand for each other. Okay? So the Bible says when two or more agree on something on earth, it'll be done in heaven. So if there's any names that you want the body of Christ to mention today, put it in the Facebook or put it in the Zoom chat and we will intercede now. Amen? So one touch from the Lord makes you whole. Okay? So let's pray. We thank you, Father. We worship you, Father. From here to your throne of grace, we enter boldly by the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus. Father, God our Father, we love you and we worship you. And I thank you that you gave up your son, Jesus Christ, that we may be free. I thank you, Father, for killing your son, Jesus Christ, so that we can be called sons and daughters of the living God. Today, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over every believer today. I declare over every mind and every heart that all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Today, every member is seated with you in heavenly places. At the right hand of God, so are we. And I pray, Father, that from today, you give us the grace and the endurance and perseverance to thrive, to make the presence the most important place of our walk with you. I pray, Lord Jesus Christ, that you grant us the desires of our heart, that we may learn the most honorable place where you reveal yourself to us is in the presence of the Lord, the secret place. I pray for every person here today that if you've given us a God-given grace that we can enter into this place every day. Thank you. I pray for every person here today, Lord, that they may understand that in your presence you reveal yourself to us. Thank you, Jesus. Father, in Jesus' name, I cancel any legal right Satan has, in the name of Jesus Christ, I bind him. Every strategy, every weapon, every instrument that is used to attack anyone in the body of Christ, I command you right now to take your hands off them right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I bind you. I declare, whom the Son sets free shall be free indeed. I pray for every person here that is listening, Lord, that is struggling mentally, physically, and spiritually, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command them to be whole. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're going to every person that is watching and touching them by the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah to your name. Thank you, Father. I pray for rest to enter their hearts. And our rest was nailed to the cross. It's Jesus Christ. You are our rest. You are our author and finisher of our faith. And Jesus, we come to you to find rest, to find shelter, 
to find healing, to find restoration, to find mercy, to find compassion, and to find you, Jesus. We love you so much. Thank you for your words that you have given us by the Holy Spirit so we can mature and know you and walk with you all the days of our life. Jesus, you're everything and you're the meaning of everything. And today we thank you for calling us to follow you all the days of our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Happy be it's Jesus. God's with us. Amen. Thank you for listening. And I really believe that every person here has a structure now and a vision to focus on what most counts, the presence of the Lord. So many people are trying to figure out what's happening in the world and trying to understand if things are going to change or not. When you're in the presence, everything is perfected. Amen. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening. And I pray that you are all blessed from today, especially in the teaching how to prepare to hear God's voice. Now, let me tell you, when you hear God's voice, I can't tell you what will happen to you. It's the most amazing and beautiful thing that anyone can witness in their journey. I can't tell you. It's the most amazing thing. So bless you all and thanks for listening. Amen.